Hello, I'm Lisa Hilton, and I'm here to brighten your day. Each episode, I'll share three things that have brightened my day. It might be something I just learned. It might be a new kitchen gadget I discovered. Or it might be a new bottle of wine I uncorked. Then I'll invite a guest to share three things that have brightened their day. Our brains on positive are happier, less stressed, and more productive. Together, we're going to start a ripple of positivity that will spread. Let's go make some waves. Hi, friends. Lisa here. For those of you who know me, you know that positivity is my beat. It's how I make my living. It's how I'm wired, and it's one of my top five strengths. Today, my guest is Sean Nickerson. Sean and I were recently reacquainted when I was doing strengths work with his team. Sean is a kindred spirit, and it was great to get to reconnect. You'll get to meet Sean and hear about an important project he's working on in a few minutes. You know, I talk a lot about strengths in my podcast. I'm kind of chuckling to myself right now because the thought that just came into my head was strengths and positivity research are to Lisa Hilton what shame and vulnerability research are to Brene Brown. (laughs) Nice. And here I go again today talking about strengths. The first thing that has brightened my day lately is what I'm calling Cindy's sisters. Let me explain. I was debriefing a manager on her top five strengths, and she made the statement that when you know your strengths and get to use them in your work, it's like Cinderella putting on the glass slipper. It just fits. And then she said, I'm sure one of the stepsisters looked great in hiking boots. Not everyone is supposed to wear glass slippers. I loved her analogy. And then I said, it's the musical waiting to happen the story behind Cinderella. And she said, you're right. It's Cindy's sisters. And my brain immediately went to just like Wicked, the story of the Wizard of Oz from the perspective of the witches. Cindy's sisters would be the story of Cinderella told from the perspective of the stepsisters. And you know what? Saying this out loud right now, I feel like we need to go and get this copyrighted. I might need to start writing the lyrics now. The second thing that has brightened my day is Cheetos mac and cheese. Yep, you heard me right. I was grocery shopping the other day and I did a double take when I saw Cheetos mac and cheese. I'm not going to lie. I enjoy Cheetos every now and then. So I picked up a box and I kind of forgot about it until yesterday when I was looking for something to make for lunch and I saw it. Oh, yeah. I took the plunge and made it. Okay, first off, the powdery cheese was the same bright red-orange you see on the chips, (laughs) Uh, which was promising. One thing that I did like was that the noodles were spiral pasta, not macaroni. I love rotini or fusilli. You know, I have a hard time telling them apart, but they're spiral. I will admit that it tasted pretty good. It had a subtle Cheetos flavor, but it still tasted really good. As I was breaking down the box to recycle it, though, I noticed it had a tip to try called crunch chimi. Wait, crunchimi. <laughs> yes, crunchimi. That extra cheesy chunk and creamy combo when you top your Mac with your favorite Cheetos snack. Ew. That's just no thank you. I'm not going to try crunchimi. I'll keep my things creamy or I'll keep them crunchy but they do not need to mix. 
That's just taking a good thing too far. Oh, and just so you know, to balance out my lunch, I added a handful of celery. The third thing that brightened my day is bittersweet. When my dad passed away last December, a dear family friend wanted to gift me a plant, tree, or bush that would be a remembrance of my dad. And my dad loved hummingbirds. So I did some research on plants that grew well in the Mid-Willavette Valley and that also attract hummingbirds. The red flowering currant caught my eye. So I mentioned that this was the plant that I would like, and it appeared on my doorstep the other day. It already has these precious little red buds all over. What I didn't realize, and that my botanically inclined husband informed me, was that the plant needs well-drained soil. And around our house and in our yard, we have mostly clay soil that doesn't drain. (laughs) Great. And this bush will grow to be six feet tall. (laughs) Wonderful. I know we're going to find the right spot for it, and it will brighten my day for days to come, but it's going to take a creative solution to help this beautiful flowering current grow. And speaking of creative solutions, here's your positivity tip for the day. Spend time exploring creative solutions or possibilities to a problem or situation you or your team is faced with. Share your thoughts to solve it together. Sounds like a tip for me. My guest today is Sean Nickerson, a senior technical project manager from the Oregon Health Authority. I first met Sean in March 2020, the week before many of us were quarantined at home because of COVID. We were both attending a goodbye party for a mutual friend, and I didn't see Sean again until just about a month ago when I was doing a team building workshop with his team. As he was talking, I suddenly recognized him and said, wait, don't I know you? We had a good laugh and then went on with the activity. We discovered that we have the same top three strengths from the Clifton Strength Finder assessment. We both have positivity, woo, which stands for winning others over, and communication. We also found out that we were reading the same book at the same time. I joked with Sean that he was my brother from another mother. After a very interesting conversation, and I'd say some more laughs, I've asked Sean if he would be open to being a guest on my podcast. And here we are. Welcome, Sean. Well, thank you, Lisa. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, Sean, one of the reasons I was interested in having you on my podcast was the project you told me about that you were working on. Get Vaccinated Oregon, which I understand is one of the three things that have brightened your day. So I'm also excited that you've brought a guest to share a little more about this important project. Please tell us about Get Vaccinated Oregon. Oh, I'd love to. Uh, I was assigned to Get uh, Vaccinated Oregon project uh, at the Oregon Health Authority back in January and had a very short period of time that we had to have this uh, project stood up because we needed a a solution to be able to help people in Oregon. And what has really inspired me is the team that I get to work with. They are the reason we have success. They're the reason that people in Oregon are finding vaccines. Uh, And that has just 
warmed my heart in a big way. Uh, to see that other people have had the opportunity to find a vaccine that they've been searching for to help them determine their eligibility. And it's just been amazing being able to work with uh, other partners that we have at Oregon Health Authority. Uh, we have a, a senior business lead who um, has also been helping me, and I couldn't have done it without her, that is for sure. And I would definitely love to introduce Lisa Bowie. She is the Quality Improvement Director for the Oregon Health Authority. And uh, like a lot of people uh, in our organization, has been tapped to help out during this pandemic. So um, I'm going to turn it over to her and have her talk a little bit about what really Get Vaccinated Oregon is from the business perspective. Hi, Sean, Lisa. Thank you very much for inviting me. The Get Vaccinated Oregon tool from its inception was really started for a communications tool. So how to reach our fellow uh, Oregonians and getting information about vaccine. We all know information can vary. It could be information about scheduling. It could be information about things that, you know, about new eligibility groups, new eligibility questions of, you know, like, oh, this information came out about Johnson & Johnson. So it really is a communications tool that we're using to connect individuals out in Oregon for a host of different kinds of information. One of the things that really brightened my day in this work is obviously meeting a whole host of individuals within OHA and our Office of Information Systems like Sean. And additionally, you know, seeing other partners across Oregon come together mm -hmm. to help um, individuals. So we have partners in our technology side with our contractors. We have hospitals, local public health authorities, tribes, our 211 to help those that maybe the technology is not the solution for them but they still want to get information. So seeing all these partners come together to try and support our um, fellow citizens has been really heartwarming. Yeah. You know, I love what you're saying about the importance of communication. When we're in a time of change, communicate, communicate, communicate. And I know I went on Get Vaccinated Oregon after Sean told me about the project. I went on, I registered, and it's reassuring, it's comforting to get those updates and to know you see me, you know I'm an Oregonian, you know I'm going to be getting vaccinated, and it just it gives you that peace of mind. Yeah, exactly. I think part of it is just the communication and letting our fellow organizers make the choice. So we have a host of different ways in which individuals are getting connected to information. Some of that is via direct event um, publications, where you get a message that says this local event is going on in your area. Another way is directly through connection that some of our mass vaccination sites, um, which are more kind of that scheduling side. And then some of it, again, is just making sure all that rich information that's out on the web in social media, we're connecting some of those pieces together and streamlining it through the Get Vaccinated Oregon tool to connect with people. That's really great. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Sean, for the work you're doing on this project and the great work it's doing for us, for Oregonians. And thank you, Lisa, for joining us on the podcast. Thank you. All right, Sean. So that was your first thing. What are the two other things that have brightened your day? Oh, boy. <laughs> um, I uh, recently got this uh, quote sent to me, and it just really brightened my day. And this is what it said. Some days are better. Some days are worse. Look for the blessing instead of the curse. Be positive. Stay strong and get enough rest. You can't do it all. 
but you can do your best. When I got that, I mean, someone sent that to me and it just opened my eyes to to look at the positive and things, right? Because it's so easy in our day-to-day work to get dragged down by things maybe not going the way you want them to or having some certain expectations about that. So uh, what I've been able to do is I've been able to change that narrative in my head. I've been able to create it into a, like a learning situation instead of a negative experience. And uh, it's just been amazing to have that opportunity to kind of think uh, about things from a different perspective. So I really love the opportunity of getting these things from people. And I really love sharing these kind of things with people all the time too, because I get all kinds of quotes from all kinds of sources. And I love to try to encourage other people with those quotes as well. Yeah. I love it. Well, and that is a wonderful quote. Thank you for sharing it. You know, it's really true about counting your blessings or finding the silver lining. I'm certainly not advocating that we all need to go out and be Pollyanna and say, life is great. Life is beautiful when it's not right. There are a lot of people struggling and there are hard times. And I think some people are still recovering from the ice storms, from the fires. I mean, there's still so much going on. But when you look for the good, that's what is energizing and invigorating and makes you want to keep going. Yeah, it really is. That's for sure. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. All right. What was your third thing that brightened your day? Oh, the third thing that brightens my day is, and I try to keep this to the forefront of my mind too, right? Being in tune with your fellow humans, right? Mm. When I come to work, I try to set that positive image in my head before I sit down at my desk and go into my meetings, right? And with no ill will right toward anyone and understanding that no one has any purposeful ill will toward me, right? Or others. Mm -hmm. They simply have situations in their lives that have brought them to the place of where they are in that moment in time. We've all heard the saying, right? You can't judge somebody until you walked in their shoes, for example. So that is the same situation that I try to keep my space in all the time because, you know, I might be working with, you know, somebody on the project that's struggling and, and maybe didn't do something right that day. I don't know if they had a good night's sleep or, you know, had an injury or a car accident, you know, we just don't know. So we have to try to put that positive energy out there. And I really feel that if we can put positive energy into the world, that other people will pick up on that and they will also turn around and ripple that out to other people so that they can also enjoy positive energy in their lives. Oh, Yeah. So I have to share a funny little story. Please. So you you know I'm I'm an advocate of positive psychology plus yes. we both have positivity. We're just wired that way. So I got this book for my daughter. It's called How to Make a Shark Smile. The story is about this shark who he doesn't realize that he's just in an aquarium, but he swims around and, you know, sharks don't exactly have a smile on their face. They kind <laughs> no. of, you know, their mouth is sort of the the, the downward side. Anyway, he finally realizes in the story that when he starts to smile, people smile back at him and people aren't afraid of him. And it makes all the people that are, you know, looking at the aquarium now happy as well. So you used this perfect word of ripple. Anyway, at the end of the story, they teach you a little trick, I guess. 
And that is if you look at someone for seven seconds with a smile on your face and a genuine one, right? You know, the crinkle right. eyes at the corner kind of smile for seven seconds. Science tells us that the other person will respond. So I play this fun game with my daughter. And when she's given me, you know, the pout face or the your your <laughs> big mean mommy face, I smile at her and she cannot help herself, but she smiles back. And the only way that she cannot is if she turns away and doesn't look at me. Otherwise, she can't help smiling. So I love it. So seven second rule. Next time you're in that meeting and someone's giving you stink face, smile at them. And I bet you by seven seconds, they're going to be on board. <laughs> I love it. I will definitely give that a shot. Thank you for sharing that story. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you, Sean, for being a guest on my podcast. And thank you for brightening my day. Oh, Thank you for having me. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for tuning in to Brighten Your Day. To be a guest on my podcast, email me at HiltonLisaB at gmail.com. That's Hilton with a Y. Special thanks to Clark Hilton for post-production and special thanks to Chris Jones for composing the theme song. <laughs>